It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Welcome to the Financial Times Big Read, a weekly podcast featuring the best of our long-form journalism from around the world. I'm Madison Derbyshire from the Comment and Analysis Desk. In this episode, The Big Read is partnering with Alzheimer's Research UK as part of the FT's seasonal appeal to raise funds, awareness, and understanding of Alzheimer's disease. Now Science Editor Clive Cookson explains the many attempts to find a treatment for the illness, the only cause of death in the world's top ten that is becoming more prevalent over time. Professor Rick Livesey opens an incubator in his Cambridge lab and gets out a small plastic plate with six wells full of a faintly pink liquid. Each well contains a culture of stem cells, recently created from the skin of a patient with Alzheimer's disease. Next, he extracts a similar plate that has been maturing for 70 days at body temperature, 37 degrees centigrade. The stem cells have been converted into neurons, which we can see clumping together into patches of brain tissue. A third plate contains specialised cells called microglia, which form the front line of the brain's immune defences, and which are believed to play a key role in Alzheimer's disease. We examine the strange tentacle-shaped microglia under a microscope, They're streaming towards a speck of fibre that has contaminated the culture. Professor Livesey says, Microglia are clearly attracted to damage, but in Alzheimer's, do they overreact or underreact to damage in the brain? To help answer that question, and many others, his lab in Cambridge University's Gurdon Institute has made multiple cell cultures from a 100 people with inherited Alzheimer's disease. Observing these cells' biochemistry and behaviour, the scientists soon see clear differences between them and healthy neurons, giving clues to the fundamental processes involved in dementia. This project is part of a worldwide flowering of academic and corporate research into Alzheimer's and related dementias. As neuroscientists rally from disappointment over the pharmaceutical industry's failure to develop a treatment that can even slow the development of the disease. New routes are opening up, potentially to prevent or reverse what is today seen as an inexorable downward course into dementia. Bill Gates said this month that advances in neuroscience had convinced him to invest around $150 million in dementia research. The philanthropist tells the FT, I think we can develop an intervention that drastically reduces the impact of Alzheimer's. There are plenty of reasons to be optimistic about our chances. 
our understanding of the brain and the disease is advancing a great deal. As Mr. Gates points out, Alzheimer's is the only cause of death in the world's top ten that is becoming more prevalent over time. Through demographic changes, as the global population ages, and through the lack of any meaningful treatments. According to Alzheimer's Disease International, the Global Federation of Alzheimer's Societies, the number of people with dementia is now close to 50 million. The total is projected to reach 75 million by 2030. About 60% of dementia cases are Alzheimer's. The remaining 40% are brain diseases with different biochemical and physiological features, which also cause symptoms of progressive memory loss, confusion and personality change. They include vascular dementia, Lewy body dementia and frontotemporal dementia. Alzheimer's Disease International expects the financial burden of dementia to rise above a trillion dollars in 2018. That's more than 1% of global GDP, including costs attributed to unpaid care provided by family members, as well as direct costs of social care and medical care by health professionals. Ever since Dr. Alois Alzheimer identified the disease in 1906, scientists have been building up their knowledge of the distinctive anatomical changes that take place as the brain shrinks and symptoms develop. Over the past 30 years, molecular and genetic research has pinpointed some of the biological processes involved, notably the build-up of toxic proteins that poison neurons. However, as Professor Livesey says, we don't know the fundamental cause of Alzheimer's disease. We're not even close. The best-known biological process, and the main target of drug development so far, is the amyloid pathway. This starts with amyloid precursor protein, APP, which is present in all healthy cells though scientists still don't know the real healthy function of APP. In diseased brains, enzymes cut APP into protein fragments called amyloid beta or A-beta, which then accumulate into the sticky, insoluble amyloid plaques characteristic of Alzheimer's. A second disease process related to the amyloid pathway is the growth of so-called tau tangles, insoluble twisted fibres inside the neurons. They're a misshapen form of a protein called tau that builds channels in healthy nerve cells. Until very recently, Alzheimer's drug development concentrated almost entirely on amyloid. Unfortunately, though, Medicines designed to clear plaques from the brain have consistently failed to show benefits in clinical trials, leading many researchers to call for a change in direction. Simon Lovestone, Professor of Translational Neuroscience at Oxford University, says, Our failing in the Alzheimer's field is to have acted like a herd, the argument that amyloid is important in Alzheimer's is powerful, 
but we've made a mistake over the past 20 years in focusing so much on amyloid. While scientists are pursuing many new approaches, looking, for example, at the role of the immune system and inflammation in the brain, amyloid retains a strong hold over Alzheimer's research. John Hardy, neuroscience professor at University College London and a discoverer of the amyloid pathway, insists that this is a primary cause of the disease rather than a secondary effect. Recent research shows that deposits of abnormal amyloid begin to build up in the brain 20 to 30 years before any symptoms appear, he says, followed later by tau protein. Professor Hardy adds, We fail to think enough about the length of the process because lab experiments are relatively short-term. Therapies have been given too late in the process when amyloids already maxed out. Now we're trying to get them into patients much earlier, though we do also need to add some other strings to our bow. Researchers have not given up on the amyloid attack, Clinical trials of amyloid-fighting drugs, including ones that failed in later-stage Alzheimer's patients, are underway in younger people who are at high risk because of their family history or genetic susceptibility. Several experimental medicines are being studied at the National Hospital for Neurology and Neurosurgery in London. Dr Catherine Mummery, Principal Investigator, says... Our subjects have no symptoms but evidence from PET scans of amyloid in the brain. They're in their 30s and 40s, so are working full-time. Dr Mummery adds, There is a major ethical issue with asymptomatic subjects. Having to tell people that there is amyloid in their brain is an interesting discussion. We have to be very careful about the way we select individuals to take part. The biotech industry continues to develop more selective drugs aimed at specific targets within the amyloid pathway. ProBioDrug, based in Germany, has identified an enzyme involved in the modification of amyloid beta into an especially harmful form and is trialling drugs that block this particular step. Promis Neurosciences of Toronto is another company with drug candidates that aim to stop A-beta turning toxic. The tau pathway is also attracting attention. AC Immune, a Swiss neuroscience company, is working on a three-pronged campaign against toxic tau tangles an antibody, a small molecule, and a vaccine designed to stimulate the patient's own immune system to fight tau. Andrea Pfeiffer, AC Immune's chief executive, says, We want to have an anti-tau and an anti-amyloid vaccine that you can give to a 40-year-old to prevent the onset of disease. Eventually, clinicians will be able to tailor-make vaccines to treat every patient in a personalised way. Epitomising the new approaches to corporate Alzheimer's research is the London-based 
Dementia Discovery Fund, in which Mr. Gates has just invested $50 million. DDF is an unusual commercial partnership, launched two years ago to provide venture finance for innovative treatments. The partners include the UK government, seven international drug companies and the charity Alzheimer's Research UK, the beneficiary of this year's FT seasonal appeal. Kate Bingham of SV Health, the venture capital firm running DTF, says, The DDF will focus on new biology and won't explore old technologies which have not yielded results. Of the 12 startups and projects supported so far, none concentrates on, on amyloid and just one on tau. Ms Bingham sees immunoneurology harnessing the power of the immune system to prevent neural disintegration as a powerful weapon against dementia, rather as immuno-oncology is transforming cancer treatment. DDF's first investment, California-based Alector, last month announced a $225 million deal with the US group AbbVie to develop immunotherapies for dementia. Several lines of research, from genetic analysis to studies of animal models and human neurons, suggest that an important contributor to dementia is a failure of the brain's immune system to clear away toxic and misshapen proteins. But how to enhance the immune response is not clear. Two main biological clearance systems remove undesirable material from the brain. One, discovered recently, is a series of channels known as the glymphatic system. Microglia, the brain's specialist immune cells, are the other. David Reynolds, chief scientist at Alzheimer's Research UK, says, You can think of the glymphatic system as drainage channels, while microglia are more like bin men actively removing rubbish. The problem with the brain's immune system is that it is hard to tell whether it's underactive or overactive. Jim Sullivan, head of pharmaceuticals discovery at AbbVie, goes for underactivity. He says, if you image amyloid plaques, you see them surrounded by microglia, but they're not disappearing. This suggests that the immune cells are not doing their job. Approaches to activate the glial cells and stop growth of the plaques could be very attractive. To accompany drug development, the field also needs good dementia diagnostics. Dr Reynolds says, We're diagnosing the disease far too late. At the moment, it usually happens through cognitive testing when you go to your doctor with thinking and memory problems. We know the disease will have started 20 years earlier. Professor Lovestone says that although PET scans and analysis of cerebrospinal fluid can detect the build-up of amyloid before Alzheimer's symptoms appear, the cost of these procedures is slowing down clinical trials. His lab 
is looking for biological markers of Alzheimer's in blood. And a candidate, a protein called clusterin, has emerged. It would be combined with other indicator proteins in a blood test. He says, This would be used in clinical trials. We're a long way from finding a screening test for use in the general population. Looking even further into the future, some experts see transplants of neural stem cells, like those made in Professor Livesey's lab for studying Alzheimer's, as a good prospect for replenishing the depleted brains of dementia patients. Dr Pfeiffer of ACU Immune says, I think we will eventually get to the point where we can stop the progression of dementia if we start early enough. Then we will need stem cell therapy to reverse the disease. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.